Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast season nine, episode eleven. Wow, uh, episode wow. two hundred and seventy-six. Wow. My name is George. I am here with Sean once again. Hello, Sean. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon, George. Georgie. It's the evening. Thank you. <laughs> good evening, John. I'm with John. Hello, John. Good evening. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Excellent. Oh, yeah, not bad, thanks. And Nigel's here. Hello, Nigel. I'm in my shed. How is it in your shed? Is it cold? Have you got the heat no, on? No, I've not, actually. Well, I'm still in the old shed because the new shed's not going to be ready oh. for a couple of months. Speed You're one of people. Start project, don't finish them. You moved on to uh, the pie mash van, haven't you? Yeah, but the pie mash van is finished, so it opens this Saturday. So then I then go in to finish off clearing this old shed, get that ready for the son, and then I can go and be the pig in shit in my shed. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to collate everything. Because I don't know what I've got. Big word. It is for me. I had to look it up. <sighs> And Grammarly is a wonderful thing, people. If you can't spell like me, get Grammarly. Sean? Being a bit disingenuous there, I think. In what, what, what? That I can't spell or what? No, just wanted to get the word disingenuous in because I know it's one of your favourites. Yeah. Yeah, I've moved on since then. Let's move on. Uh, Let's talk about... (laughs) Let's talk about uh, the most recent fixture against... uh, Crystal of the Palace. Eagles. Stripe me Nigels. Eagles. Stripe me Nigels. Oh. Uh, Nigel and Sean, you attended the game. Yeah. John and I did not. Hmm. Who wants to go first? I think let's, let's, I'm going to let you two just kind of battle it out, I think, because you've already had some, uh, disagreements before about <laughs> carpets and, and things 
So, Sean, take it away. I, I've, I thought, look, I thought it was a good atmosphere, actually. Um, the uh, London Derby, um, I thought there was a, a, a bit of bants between the two sets of fans. Because of the ultras. The ultras, the Palace ultras. Um, and we were in good singing form. They were in quite good singing form. To be honest, they're away fans. You know, they're quite impressive, to be honest. We make the joke about the ultras. But they, they do sing and they do make a bit of noise. Um, but it weren't all that, was it? it? I don't know if we, you know, it's always the same. West Ham think they, they've got a chance of going third. So we come out there like we've, we've got it in the bag. We've got three points in the bag. And it was a pretty boring first half where we didn't take our chances. You know, arguably, and the, the Sky Sports, was his name, Clint Morrison, uh, was doing the commentary or, or doing some of the punditry and said, you know, West Ham could have been one or two nil up in the first half, and we weren't. And, you know, Palace did what they do well. I mean, they've won 11 away games, I think, and they've got the highest record for winning away games. They stopped us playing our game. Pellegrini only pays one type of football, so I'm blaming him a little bit. Um, We scored the opening goal, and I did say at the time, oh, yeah, whoever scores the opening goals won this. 14 passes... World-class goal. Um, some They said on the commentary, you know, if it was Barcelona, we'd be talking about this all day long. Great goal by Allaire. Um, and, and then it all went pear-shaped, you know. Um, Declan Rice, obviously by the letter of the law, it was a handball. Maybe should have kept his hands down. A bit harsh. Um, and, then, and then, of course, really fast-forwarding really quickly, you know, VAR... I'm right. We're right in level with that. And I thought it was offside. Made to wait. I thought it was five minutes. Apparently it was only two and a half minutes. And then, and then all hell breaks loose when the goal's given on the 90, what, 89th minute or whatever it was. And feeling completely deflated and, and we lose a game. Um, and make it worse, I'm just going to say this, bloody Wilfred Zaha, Zaha, was giving it grief all the time. All right, they were singing songs about a pineapple on his head, but no one really likes him. And when the VAR was given, he goes up and gives it right in front of our block 113. Bottles come raining down, which now we're going to be investigated. One of our friends who listens to the podcast, Phil, got clobbered on the head with one of those bottles. Um, and, and he incited the crowd. And that's after he spat... Uh, our Declan Rice, and then went on video on um, Instagram denying he ever did, and then took down the video when another video comes out. He's just a nasty piece of work, and Palace fans are nasty bit of work. I'll tell you one more story. Afterwards, I was talking to someone today, Palace fans bottled someone, threw a, a beer bottle, glass beer bottle, after the game, cut someone on the head, ended up in hospital, etc. So... Look, Palace fans are saying sour grapes about Zaha and everything else. Um, and But it was there for the winning. And, and yeah, the, the team have got to turn up. But Pellegrini got his tactics wrong. He got his substitutions wrong. So, disappointing. Yeah. Do you think he could have perhaps been spitting at the crowd? No. I've, I've seen a couple of videos now. I think he's got a I've bit of form. wide angle. I just don't think he is. I think he was spit. All right. So Declan Rice is so quick. He Not goes past. Okay. 
He's, oh, spit- okay. he's spitting at Declan Rice because De- Declan Rice just ran past him and got the ball and he's not happy with it. He's a dirty little... I, he's a diver and it, it just seems immune from any criticism. The press, he, the press love him. I don't know why. You know, it, I don't like him. The crowd don't like him. He doesn't like West Ham, but... Palace, look, did West Ham deserve to win it? No, they didn't, but I didn't think we deserved to lose it. A draw would have been, I thought, a fairer um, result on, on Saturday. And it just felt, I just felt we were robbed by VAR. Um, and, and VAR, I know you watched at home and I'm sure you're going to say it's right. But look, it's a human that decides in the end. And when you see the, the, the graphic, as I have, that they released, the graphic doesn't line up. So one, it's taken at an angle. So it's down which angle you've used on your graphic. Secondly, the, the blue line connects with um, AU's knee. The, the red line doesn't even connect with, I think it's, it's uh, F- Philippe Anderson's knee. So you've got to have consistency here. I'm not saying it probably was onside, but we're talking about a game of millimetres now. And if you're going to do VAR... Don't give us waiting, waiting for five minutes and don't be consistent with your evidence as well. Don't just, you know, how long does it take to draw a bloody line, a straight line that touches Philippe Anderson's knee? I just, I, I, I'm losing the love of uh, VAR if I ever had it. I'm losing confidence in it. Nigel, you're not a fan either, are you? No, I'm not a fan. I'd never have been, though, have I, to be fair? And uh, I knew this moment would would come. And I'm not saying it was right, the decision was right, or the decision was wrong. I don't like the time it takes. And also, all it's done is it's taken the human linesman and replaced him with a bloke with a ruler and a computer screen. And he has to now find the nearest part of a body that he thinks the person might you know, be able to score with and he marks it and marks it. And as Sean says, they're never dead straight, these lines. They're always from a a cocked angle. So it's never, it's not 100%. In in cricket, when they have, uh, they've brought it in, that works in cricket technology, but they have a thing called umpire's call. And that is, if the umpire gives not out, and then when they use the, the, the different forms of technology, it's not conclusive. They stay with the umpire's call. And I think that is what football needs to be thinking about. This, the, the, the problem is as well, a lot of fans scream, oh, it's not clear and obvious. Why'd they pick that? VARs use two ways. One, it checks every goal. Nothing to do with clear and obvious whatsoever. If a goal is scored, they check it. It ain't got to be clear and obvious. The clear and obvious bit comes from refereeing decisions. So if he misses a clear and obvious decision, VAR can look at it and go, no. But we can see VAR and now it don't work fully. Just a sad Sadio Mane penalty. You know, never in a million years for me is that a penalty. Yet because it was contact, even though he took a step after contact before going down, oh, yeah, VAR, Dean, that's a penalty. You know, it's just, 
it's not it's not foolproof. It's not taken human error out. It's just replaced the referee's decision with a man in a booth's decision, and that is against you know the the, the way that football was invented to be played. And also, while we're at it, they don't have VAR in the championship. <laughs> Look at the penalty Millwall got against Leeds. You know, yeah, VAR would have gone, well, that ain't a penalty. But So why is it not good enough? That's an important yeah. game in a championship. If Leeds don't get promoted by one point, there's their point straight away. So it has yeah. to, you know, be across. For me, if they're having VAR, it's got to be all the way down to like conference. Yeah, well, I agree. I mean, especially, was it League Cup yeah. where some grounds have it, some grounds don't? That's yeah. wrong. Completely wrong. Can I give you a stat attack, George? No. Oh, please. I can't wait for this. 52% for West Ham, 48 for the Eagles. Nine shots, four of them on target for West Ham. Seven shots, four shots on target for Palace. So, on those stats, we have more possession. We have more shots. Maybe we deserve to win, but four shots apiece on target. Nigel, did we deserve to win? I don't think we did deserve to win. No, possibly the draw was a fair result. I must admit, it's weird. I grew up as a little kid watching Palace. Always had a soft spot for them. My mum's boyfriend at the time was a Palace fan. Used to take me over there in the late 70s and early 80s, as well as West Ham. So... But now, I watch them. They're a typical Roy Hodgson team. Dull as dishwater. They are an embodiment of Roy Hodgson. You look at Roy Hodgson and you see the John Major spitting image puppet, Mr. Gray eating his peas. Mm, this is nice. And that's what they are. And <laughs> the, the way they play football is dull, dull, dull. They're not exciting to watch. And I just think, uh, I think Zaha, his, his behaviour on the pitch, aside from the spitting, the complaining, you know, they know there's VAR. You know, he was moaning he should have had a penalty. I think Creswell did a great tackle on him. He was on a penalty. Now, the linesman, he ran all the way over to the linesman to argue why the game was still going on. Yet, surely he knows if VAR is looking at it, if it was really a penalty, they'd have called the ref back and said that was a pen and he'd have got it. So what's he moaning for? And he was like that old game. And in Jordan Ayew, when he, when he got the goal, you know, yeah, your brother's shit and your shit. And we were singing that before yeah, he scored. That's so right. Well, all right, you know. You're just a shit. You're just a shit. Jordan uh, Ayew. Uh, Andre Ayew. Andre Ayew. And then he scored. Yeah. Great. It you know, was great. Really yeah, Three-yard tapping. Yeah, that was a bit of skill, wasn't it, Jordan? You know, but to then run to our fans, you know, that's... There's something's got to be on him, because he caused the trouble. This is when players, you know, if if a, a West Ham fan, a player, runs into the crowd, he gets a yellow card. So why ain't it a yellow card when an opposition player runs at opposition fans to celebrate in the way he did? And that ain't sad, yeah. sad grapes. That caused, you know, rightly or wrongly, stuff to be thrown. Bounces off of poor old Phil Walker's head, so he's got a lump now. Hmm. And don't forget they burnt our carpet as well. And do they get the pyro oh, in? And it's the carpet discussion that I mentioned yeah, we'll, earlier. We'll go with that later because there yeah. was a funny bit of that because I watched that as it happened with the stewards. Cool. 
but Sean Gintry. They threw the flare, and there was like three or four stewards standing there. And the geezers in front of me were laughing because I was going, look at them. They're looking and going, oh, what do we do now? Oh, I don't know. Who's got a bucket of sand? Oh, sand? <laughs> Where do you think? And they're all looking around. None of them, you know, when you think, pick it up, mate, throw it to the side or something, do something. And they just didn't know what to do. And it took about yeah. a minute for a geezer to come running around for the side with the bucket of sand and tip it on. They had a black flare. That's where all the ultras were upstairs at the back. Yeah, there's another flare upstairs, wasn't there? And they had a black flare as well. But, they, you know, see, they, they went a bit early with their flares because perhaps they should have saved it for the winner. So that just shows you what they thought they were going to get out of the game. You know, it's... Who's uh, going to pay for the carpet burns? That's what I want to know. <laughs> the carpet burns, aren't yeah. you? Um, well, London Stadium, it's their carpet. Yeah, true, true. It's nothing to do with us, mate. So, I mean, I'm not going to blame Pellegrini. For me, again, I think it's players' attitude. The manager sets the team up a certain way. Didn't he get his tactics wrong, though? Well, hold up. These are professional players at the top of the things. They know how to play football. They know when to inject pace. I don't think Pellegrini stands there and goes, no, I don't want you to run around, lads. I want you to, when you get the ball, I want you to hold it up and let Palace get behind it. I think he just says, pass it, pass it, pass it. I mean... Don't get me wrong. They're just trying to overpass the bloody ball, you know? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I've never been a fan of that tippy-tacky or ticky-tacky or tick-tack, whatever the bleeding call it nowadays, Barcelona. You know, I like a bit of passing, and but it's okay. all about speed, isn't it? We've got to exploit them with speed. That's when we... I mean, we've spoiled one of the best goals we've scored there. Because without yeah, that, that goal, I mean... The, the, the crowd, wasn't it? There, there was a bit of blood and thunder down in front of you. And we, we, yeah. we, we had triangles passing, taking the piss out of them. And then we break, yeah. ping more passes about, ball comes across, bang in the goal. You know, if, oh. if Man City had scored that, they'd have had a video counting all the passes. Look at, look at Man City, look, ding, 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 26 dings. You know, it was like a bus, ding, 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 on its stop. We, you know, we, we, <laughs> there was that so many passes, goal. But it's oh, spoiled because of the penalty, Declan, oh, I don't know. You know, it's a penalty by the new rules. I think it's humble, isn't it? He's got it his arm up. Body, yeah. He apologised. He, he, he moved towards it as well. So, so from, from a, a watching at home point of view, so I watched the first half and I could just tell... It was going to be one of those performances. What did the commentators say? Were they were they praising West Ham, calling it a load of old rubbish? I, no, I think, I think, or just I talking think about Liverpool. I, I wasn't paying that much attention to the commentators. To be honest, I was with friends and talking about other stuff. But they, I mean, it was a boring first yeah. half. I, I wasn't entertained by it at all. Then it was just on in the background in the second half. And when they scored their equaliser, I said to my mates, "We're going to lose oh. this." I kind of knew it's oh. going to happen. <laughs> um, I guess I just kind of expected it after years of watching it. So I uh, wasn't surprised when that when that goal was given. Did you see the birthday video oh, of the person? I did. I, yeah. I was going to mention that, yeah. The bloke holding his, his girlfriend's or whoever's cake and he's, <laughs> she's got the candles on and, and in the background we've just conceded the goal and he's just got a face like thunder. It's funny. Johnny? What was your opinion at home, John? Well, uh, I was uh, 
Yeah, well, it was very disappointing generally because we just had no urgency again. It's a we've had a good few performances like that so far this season. Even the Man United game, even though we won that, the the performance was we just seemed to have no no pace about us, no urgency. And it's I mean, the, obviously we all knew that if we won that game, we would have gone third. Do we, are we all starting to expect too much, or have we been told we should be expecting too much because they've moved us and promised promised us the next level? I don't know, but you know it's just very disappointing performance all round. It was a really good goal, you know, and that's I agree with Nigel. It's probably one of the best goals you're going to see, and it's been ruined by just a very lackluster sort of performance. All the substitutions added nothing. Wilshire didn't look all that. Oh, he did have one opportunity actually played someone in. But, you know, it's like not great all round. Very disappointing. And given the situation now, well, all the other fixtures panned out. We're down to eighth now, aren't we? Mm-hmm. We're eighth. eighth. Yeah. So, you know, we could have gone could have gone to third. We had that performance against Villa and, you know, every time we look like we can step up and sort of get a bit of consistency, we... Just don't yeah, do it. But we could be Man United or Spurs. Well, <laughs> right. well I wouldn't mind being that because we would have had some success right. in the recent, we'd have, recent history. We'd have you know? well. And they've got money I mean, in January to buy their way out, buy themselves or, up the league. Or Everton, remember our, our usual, pegging against Everton, who are now in the relegation zone. So, you know, it's not all bad. No, it's not, it's not all bad. It's just to say, it's just... It is same old West Ham. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Lower your expectations. I will say, by the way, I thought Roberto Roberto uh, didn't really do anything wrong. We were all worried about not having Fabianski, but I. I, Well, he didn't have much to deal with, did he? It was that sort of game. It was just. Well, he he caught the ball a few times, so um, you know he didn't like. Just people thought he would just. Although I think the goal that was scored went through his legs, if I remember rightly, on the replay. The AU one. Yeah, but it was three but yards I'd... out. You know, was... Yeah, no, no, nothing could be done. But it's just, yeah, I mean, you say lower your expectations, but we've been told to raise them, Sean. Yeah, I know. You know, that's why... By the I, way, we know. are only three points. Just to put it in context, we are eighth, but we're only three points off third. So No, but if you, know, if you look at it... Uh, you know, what, when we had the chances before the Villa game, the Man United game, people were in the press, big team mentality. I was getting into us, big team yeah. mentality. We won't hear that now, will we? Because losing the Palace at no. home is big mentality. So let's yeah. look at the teams that we've beat. Yeah, so let's just take a mini look at our season. Eight games in, nearly 25%, you know, a fifth of the way through the season. Uh, we've played, we've beat, uh, Watford. Where are Watford? Watford are bottom on three right, points. So then we've got Norwich. Where are Norwich? Second from bottom. Oh, there's a pattern. Right. So who's the other team we beat? Man United. Right. 12th. At home. And how, and how many games have Man United won away since this year? None. And And this is the thing. Perhaps we got carried away with the people we were playing. Or, or we didn't look at the people we were playing. We were just looking at the points we were accumulating. Yeah, and Bright, funny enough, you should say that, Bright and, and Villa, who we drew against, are 15th and 14th. Yeah, so we're playing a lot of the lower teams and we're, we're, we're perhaps a bit short on what we should have. 
because when it comes well, to the the you know Man City smashed us, but you know look at that result in context. You'd think you'd want to play Man City first game. Beaten by Wolves. This is what I'm saying. Uh, Man City beaten by Wolves. You know, look, you know, we've still got, you know, uh, uh, you know, you want to say, or at least we're not Everton, you know, be careful, you know, (laughs) guess who's next. Yeah. Well, John did say that I was winding up a Spurs fan because that's what we do by sending a picture of three seagulls. And John said exactly that. There'll be eagles out later, Sean, if you're not careful. Yeah. And there were, weren't there, Johnny? Yeah, well, it's, yeah. But, like, yeah, I I agree. We, we are we getting carried away. But, you know, were we not told to get carried away? Are we, are we not being promised this, you know, this progression? And, you know, every time we have a little spell, do we all start thinking, well, maybe this is it. Maybe they yeah. are. Maybe this manager has got, the players he wants and maybe he has invested in the right areas and maybe we're progressing and then inevitably we we lose to an Oxford and you know draw filler and get done by Palace but if if we look at the and we talked about this last week the West Ham barometer which looks at games the equivalent games one against one last year we beat Palace and this year we didn't so we, we were plus two points in the West Ham barometer looking at like-for-like games. We're now minus one. So we're already one point ahead, uh, behind where we were last season um, based on the West Ham barometer. And, and guess what? For the next three games, we need to win them because we won all of them last year. So we're playing... Yeah. Uh, so we played Crystal Palace. We won that 3-2 last year. Well, we've lost it. Next, Everton away... We won it 3-1 last year. Well, I don't know whether we're going to win that. Sheffield United, which uh, linked with, uh, I think, Huddersfield, we won 3-1. And Newcastle, last season, we won 2-0. So just to... Sheffield Sheffield United. Yeah. So if you just look at the next three games we've got, just to stay on minus one point on the West Ham barometer, we have to win the next three games and get nine points. Otherwise, we're even further behind what we were last season. And the... Well, the difference the difference is is how everyone else is performing this yeah. season. So every every you know, we we all laugh at the Tottenham's and but you know you see how all these other teams like Man United and that are doing. It's the top six is open and it's up for grabs. So where we were sat having to beat Palace to go third, you start thinking, "Oh, this this you know we could sort of, we should win this and we could go yeah. third, you know." And then you just, then you sort of realise all of a sudden, hold on a minute, this is West Ham I'm talking mm. about. And you go, oh yeah, it's the same old West Ham. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I, will lower my, I will lower my expectations, but I shouldn't have to. I gave up my season ticket because I got promised everything and it wasn't as I wanted it. But at least I can watch the games from afar and, and hope that a progression has, that that progression comes because of the change and the move and the investment. Don't know what you so, You know, well, there you go. <laughs> so why did we move? Because um, we had a, a, a deal too good to turn down, basically, George. No, we didn't, but it's not going to benefit anyone. Right, the board had a... a um, the temporary custodians of the club. Well... 
That's old ground. Bernard, but, yeah, but you know, you've got you've got to start expecting more and wanting more because we've been promised it, and they keep telling us they're giving it to us. So you you have at some point we have got to start looking at it and saying, well, hold on a minute, we should be winning these games. Yeah, we should. You know, I know it, it's not the norm. It's not the norm that we are that way because we're West Ham fans and we never do. I, 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 look, I know I get in a bit of trouble, but demands. I just think Pellegrini is a little bit old in the tooth on his um, his tactics. I think he, he, he just doesn't change. He plays in one way. He doesn't adapt and he thinks it's like it was when he was last at Man City and he hasn't got a plan B. Um I'm, I'm not suggesting sacking him or changing him. He is what he is. You know what you get with Pellegrini, but I find it frustrating. Do you think he's... And the funny thing about, if you look at Pellegrini, he's actually achieving what most West Ham managers have done. Beat a good team, lose a crap team, get knocked yeah. out in the cup. The difference is... He's paid vastly much more than any other manager's ever been paid. Eight eight million pounds and, and this is a year without thing. bonuses. I'm not I don't want to say I'm not a Pellegrini out. You see these people and you think, I'll oh, behave. You know, let's see the bloke through, let him through. But at some point, I think the owners will you know, they've invested in Pellegrini and they've spent money in the club which I don't think they've gone above and beyond what any other club has done. And I think that's the difference to progress to what they want to do. They've got to outspend all the other clubs and they're not doing that. They're just spending what they've got. So that will just keep us where we are. But Pellegrini's being paid. You know, you could hire Eddie Howe for after price and he'll keep us where we are. He'll do the same job probably as what Pellegrini's doing at the moment with the tools he's been given. What does Belly Pellegrini bring extra for that money? I can't see it at the moment. I can, in a way, the way we play. I, I, actually, that's a bit harsh for me. It's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit more entertaining. It's a, it's a bit like the old West Ham. You know, you, we've got to try and outscore because we, we're not very dis- yeah, defensively yeah, strong. Yeah, that's right. So perhaps I am being a bit harsh. But is it, you know, is it four or five million pounds more? Is it worth, you know, is that worth more in, in, in the way? And I think the owners may decide it's not. Well, I heard on today on TalkSport, a Man United fan talking about bringing in Sam Allardyce to Manchester United. Seriously. I would laugh. I I must admit, I I would actually laugh. Or Steve Bruce. You fancy Steve Bruce, eh, instead of Pellegrini? I mean, no. be careful what you wish for, all right? The thing about Allardyce, you know how bad a team is. You know how bad a team has fallen when fans welcome Sam Allardyce into that team. Because I tell you, yeah, no successful team, no fan of any successful team would go, you know what we need? Sam Allardyce. You know, <laughs> people, West Ham fans like Allardyce, whatever, forget how low we had fallen as a club that we had to resort to a man like that. Hmm. Anyway, <sighs> anyway, well, have we got anything else we want to cover, or is it straight I don't think into so. Nigel? We are going to give a teaser of Canning Town Lens Project called Everyone's Second Team. Um, Go on, well, then. we've been teasing and talking about this, but but we've been working with Canning Town Len on 
a project for some time. What, what are we allowed to say? It's it's retro. It involves players from a certain era. What, what do you reckon we can say? You said we can talk about it. I think it. It, it, you could say hearts back to an era when um, football was a lot different and the people were more connected to the fans. And perhaps it was an era when you look around at the age of the supporters that, that, that for whatever reason, people like us, our age, not you, George, but the older boys, why we keep going back is because we believe in that dream of what we saw as a kid. And it was built around that team. But at that period, because of the way we played football, we were everyone's second team at the time. Everybody used to go, oh, I love West Ham. I like to watch them play. As Bill Shankly said, great team, great passes, lovely. You know, two points. Um, but but they got they, he's, he's got some great players mixed in with some animation. And I think it, it's coming to a video platform near you soon uh, I think he's trying to sort out a few things but we, we've seen some preview stuff haven't we and it, it's I think people are going to love it West Ham fans are going to love it and other people yeah I, it, if you think of um, a retro look back at a certain period in West Ham's history along the lines of you know some of the series you see on Netflix type thing where, where they sit down and do vox pops with the players uh, and tell the story of how these players came together and then went on a journey to finish at the peak that they finished with. Anyway, that's our tease for this week. More soon, once once you release something else. More. It's time for this. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. 
It's Facebook Twitter question time. We all know what that means, Nigel. Are you ready to go? So you spoke too fast today, didn't you? <laughs> Sorry. There's, there's, there's a yeah. lot to get through. Well, you, you said I went too early. Again. I did it at three o'clock. I, I, did, I, I did hold on. Yeah, well. So anyway, I posted on Facebook. Um, it's Facebook Twitter question time. Any uh, So, uh, VAR, yes or no? Player's attitude, manager's fault, or just the West Ham way? Anything else? Welcome. A lot of bloody comments. More than I ever thought we'd get. And then you... So, yeah, for seeing that, you didn't think... Say that again? The first one there. Didn't think we had enough well, on the first no, post. Well, the second post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, should we go straight in then? A uh, friend of the show, Lewis Aaron Trout, who's not a Trout, he's just an Aaron Trout, uh, still up for VAR, <laughs> full, even though it costs us again. The walking dead on the sideline just stands there, arms folded. We need a manager who will bollock them, not just stand and watch. What, like Allardyce, Lou? Aller cost us the game as he should be able to convert from six yards. Even his goal was a fluke as it was straight at the keeper. Harsh there. I thought Chiarty's boot was high for the penalty. And what is Rose supposed to do from a yard? He hardly had time to take his arm away. Also, when the ball was played in by Tanzin with a second goal, IU's foot was offside. He's pissed off they blew another chance. Two steps back, forward, 18 back. David Gold needs to STFU with his tweets about Tots Gum 2. His embarrassing behaviour. What did David Gold take the mickey out of? um... He did, he posted something like Tottenham are currently losing 3-0 to Brighton. He did, yeah. Yeah, old guys, he loves the bants with the fans, doesn't he? Like some soppy old fool. Uh, he also tweeted that some games you don't you don't actually get what you deserve after the result. Oh, I kind of thought we got what we deserved, to yeah. be honest. Some clubs don't get what they deserve, do they, Dave? Like owners. Anyway, uh, Adam Ross Miller, so good he's got three names, even though Ross is his middle name. It's not double barrel, but we've done all that. Uh, I'll do it in a in an accent. Adam, I think, is from... The the Baz Vegas, that's not uh, Baz Cox, but Baz Vegas, uh, which is in Essex, people. Good evening, gents. I would say with regards to VAR, I think in principle it's a good idea for the blatant mistakes we have seen this season. So far, it's been overturned. However, I think when it comes to offsides that are within an inch or so from the view I saw the VAR call for, Palace's second, I think it becomes a little tedious how you can ensure the view is exactly the point of contact. So, i.e. when the ball leaves the player's body and the player, yeah, blah, blah, blah. The view from Palace overturned offside seemed to be too close to call either way. Yes, we agree. We think it needs to be looked at with regards to speeding up the decisions that go to VAR as well. But when you've got a bloke with a computer and a screen and a ruler, you've got to measure it, haven't you? It takes time. Uh, they, 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 the calls <laughs> made seem to leave an entire picture player standing around. Well, you're in favour of it. That's what you've got to put up with, Adam Ross Miller. Therefore, surely, can a little momentum of the game for either team? 
it goes on. If we had scored a second or third, perhaps, Palace would have lost momentum. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. And it also would have given us more to chase and build on to. Hold on. Well, we'd have been two or three up if we'd have scored a second or third, but I won't, you know, pull you apart too much, Adam Wasmina. Uh, on, uh, putting it down to the, he's putting it down to the West Ham way, mainly missed opportunity to hold on to the top six spot for a week longer. And give the players more belief going into the next few fixtures. Uh, it's still early doors, so onwards and upwards. Uh, and he enjoys the show. He wants a squad number. Uh, but we'll think about that. You can go on the bench, actually, after all that rubbish. Uh, Dodsy's back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a right mood, people, I tell you. Uh, where are my anthems? Uh, how are you doing proper job? First up, he said, apologies to Sean, I couldn't stay and talk on Saturday, but I had to rush home because them late games, he has to get the train back in Yokoland. Who are? What did everybody think about Scumbag's AU attitude when he rolled the whole length of the pitch when Varwald he was on site with a goal? And also the fact that Zaha seemed to spit the fans a bleak 20 metres from them. What are the free signings we need, my ansoms, in January? And would you aptly sell in January? And you must name two. And he says, far yes. So Dodsey's on the subs bench and all. Free signings in January. One of you's go. Free signings to get in. Striker. Defensive midfielder. Striker. Are we talking and about a, players? Well, if you want to do positions, do positions. positions. If you want to say a player's name, throw it in the at Georgie Palsy. Oh, no, that's what I'm struggling. With, with Quick switch, FIFA. One. And another <laughs> centre-back. Cause I, I think another centre-back, defensive midfielder and a striker. So, James Tonkins were on their bench. That seemed a waste of a player to me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Right. Phil Hogan. I agree, yeah. Uh, hi, gents. Greetings from Canada. Not going to bother. Great show as always, but too short last week. But too short last week. My hero. Let's get back up to our and half, he says. My thoughts about the game... Lanzini and Noble both playing out of position. Why was Lanzini always in the holding position? Noble worked hard as always, but he just doesn't have the pace to run through defences. Poor Aller just stuck on his own with no one running off him. In Pellegrini he trusts, but I think he's had a blip. Keep up the great work. Uh, cheers, Phil. Tom, all right, Tom Kelly says he disagrees with Simon which is good. Perhaps I'll wait for Simon then. <laughs> but anyway, Tom Kelly, I disagree with Simon here. I think it was handball and their goal was rightfully allowed. So we know what Simon thinks then. It's probably the Pope. I like it. I think it will benefit us more throughout the season. Oh, another one. Players, what I tell you, more people going on the bench today than, than uh, I'm going to run out of people to pick. Players were completely off the ball. Don't think we've given Palace enough credit for our little space they gave us. They bored us, Tom. Doubling up on Anderson as soon as it went to him. Van Arnold had a very good game. Slight lack of creativity and rude some missed chances in the first half. Could have gone our way on another day, onto the next one. Well, Tom's quite still cheery about it. Big friend of the show, Nicholas Harvey. Evening, gents. Definitely need Shedman's accents tonight as the football's hardly worth talking about. 
I forgot where you're from, Nick, by the way. Uh, VAR out with your brother, and it's the West Ham way, sadly. He's hugely disappointed in performance and result, even worse than the Twitter's choice of pies, <laughs> which we haven't <laughs> mentioned yet. Sean, when do we get to that? The lack of pies. The That's lack the of pies. I wanted a pie. I've been at work all day. I I'd, I'd literally came from work straight to the game, even in my work jacket. Walk in. Can I get a pie? No. What can I get? Chicken strips and nachos. I don't want fucking chicken strips and nachos. Give me a pie. <sighs> You're too old school, Nigel. Mince beef and onion times, as well. Mate. None of this poncy, bleeding, whatever George was spouting on the back. Red tie, red tie slice. Yeah, that's, that yeah. was it. But funny you should say that. I went, half time I went for a pie, out of pies. I took a picture of it, tweeted it out. And do you know what they said to me? I said, where's your pies? They went, I'm sorry, we've sold out. I said, well, where can I get one? They went, you just need to walk around the concourse to another kiosk. And I said, but we can't. He said, why not? I went, because there's a wall in the way. And they, they said, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's like they come in to their kiosks and don't look around. And that was all on Twitter? No, I said, I oh, tweeted right. a oh, picture right. out and, and mentioned what I've just told you on Twitter. Oh, right. And I'll be picking it up with Karen Brady tomorrow uh, at the OSB meeting. Pies will be on the agenda, I can tell you now. I'll tell you what, I bet she never run out of pies. She likes her pie. Oh, hey. <clears throat> Moving on. They brunch yesterday. Did anyone see that? I did. No. I turned it on and I saw her and I turned yeah. it off. <laughs> I just oh, couldn't watch it. That is quality, George, because Nick Harvey says, and if Saturday wasn't bad enough, Sunday brunch oh, ruined by the appearance on TV. That That's seamless. Oh dear, we're, we're almost professional almost. people, almost. And as ever, solidarity, Nicholas Brady out, Brady out. Yes, uh, Tom Underwood. For all the valid praise he gets, Declan's got to take the blame for this defeat. The cross would likely have been dealt with. Just a moment of madness would be dropped for next game if it was up to me. Reminds me of the mistake he made last season. Oh. It's a bit strong, isn't it? Yeah, a bit harsh. Uh, last week, I said Roger Ribeiro was our friend from Brazil. Roger now says, evening from Dan Under. <laughs> While I agree with our in Brazil. Yeah, he obviously was. Perhaps he was Brazilian and moved to Maybe, Australia. Yeah. G'day, sport. Application, no, the application is poor. I don't think we subjected to the fine margins and lines drawn on the screen. The Lino's decision stood, should have stood because it, was, it wasn't clear and obvious. You're wrong there on the clear and obvious bit, Roger. I sound like a referees, not for goals, even though it was offside to the letter of the law. Or wasn't offside, actually. Not to the letter of the law. But in that case, the law is an arse. Uh, a new name, I think Matthew Attery, bless you, uh, or Oak to his friends, or could be Sycamore. Anyway, VAR ultimately got the decisions right. However, we created enough to win. Wish we played with a bit of tempo, as when we did, we scored an excellent goal. Alice too isolated. Hello. Gutted we lost the ball. At least the expectations seem to be a bit more realistic now. 
backing you up there, John. Yeah. C Gold was gloating about Spurs losing on Twitter before our game. Embarrassing, especially when we lose as well. When will we learn? Matthews joined me and Nicholas in the club. Brady out. We that's three, four of us. Did you uh, see what she wrote on her column about Popka? A Pokba. Pokba. Is this is this is this a Ukrainian player we've not heard of? What are we signing him? Pokba. Another Pi podcast. Pi cast. <laughs> Did you read it or not? I don't know what you're on about. What are you talking about, Sean? <laughs> Say in English. Pop. <laughs> See, I can't say it now. <laughs> are you talking about Paul Pogba? I am. I am. <laughs> is that like what does she say, John? <laughs> I don't know. What are you asking me? She said she basically got involved and said you should do what we did at West Ham. Um, and then she called Marko Anoucevic a greedy pest. She, you basically tell... Did Adib trod on an deal? Who? Marko Anouch. Anouchevic. Oh, <laughs> But is it right she calls a former West Ham player a greedy pest? I don't know. Some people say yes, some people said no. What do you say, Sean? It's not... I think... What did Cameron Brady say? What do you say? I would say I don't think she should make those comments in her column because she's just going to get grief about it. I would say that uh, a director of a football club shouldn't be doing a weekly column. Or, in the do you know what? Like, I agree with that. I agree with that. a reality TV John? show. Mm. There's a lot. What she does in her own what she does in her own time behind closed doors is up it's to It's not her. behind closed doors, is it? It's in front of everyone in the world. It's the complete opposite of behind closed doors. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I get your point. Brady out. Brady out. All right. Uh, Karen Brady says, uh, Dear Sean, please, I would like to complain <laughs> about the stick you gave me this week on your awful show. I don't know why I listen. You're supposed to be my little puppet. Dance for me. <laughs> well, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you can catch up with Sean tomorrow at a meeting and tell him to his face. So please be gone with you off of our comment section you will be barred. Next up, Ian Gravitt. <laughs> Evening, gents. Do you think Anderson should be dropped? Whoa, been asked here. He got, Mr. Grief. he got a lot of grief from people, didn't he? Yeah. I'm Did not going to say anything because last I'm too time, far back the wheel. Last but. time I said something about uh, Anderson, I just got grief off everybody saying I didn't know what he talked about when I said he didn't track back and he didn't he didn't commit for tackles. I think he had one of those quieter games. I mean, obviously, he was involved in the build-up to the goal, but what did he do for the rest of the game? I, I have some sympathy that not one of his best performance. What do you think, boys? <laughs> he's he's not having a good spell of form at the minute. Oh, Sean or Anderson? Both, oh, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, I don't, you know, who, who takes his place? You know, on his no day, he, he's 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 top quality, and he's just inconsistent. He's just having a run of poor but, form. But a bit like, like Lanzini, I mean, very inconsistent. What did Lanzini do? Yeah, well, again, it was just a, it was just the whole performance was lacking energy in any. It was just 
a very poor performance. Or we win, need Grady Digana. That's who we need. He's he's quite good. Grady Digana. Is he Grady, related? Grady Digana. Oh, all right. Yeah, maybe. His time will come next season, I think. He's looking really good for West Brom at the moment, yeah, yeah. I must admit. Which is good, it's good to see. Yeah, he's good he to see. Put him out. He's, ta- he's taking his chance, isn't he? He's, he's sort of like getting noticed. Two, two goals and an assist, or is it one goal and two assists? And he got taken off at half-time. Not bad, is it? What did he get taken off at half-time for? Because he had a little knock, and Village uh, was a little bit worried that it would uh, keep him out for the next game, so took him off as a precaution. All right. Thanks, Slav. Looking after him. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, Ian Gravitt carried on. Felt for Noble Saturday. He was pushing up with Allah and sig- signifying to the other attacking players to push up and close Palace down. VAR is not the answer. Linesman gave off sight. Right, you go. But the overall, overall decision given degrades the official's decision. That's what VAR's there to do to uh, undermine the officials. Uh Friend of the show, just so we do welcome all types here. Belinda, hello, Matty Pips. Not a lot to say, really. We were just a little bit of pants and missed the opportunity to establish ourselves. Very bad holes, okay, though. She probably likes the look of him. Onwards, loving the show. There you go, it's all shattered, saying. Which is, you know, that's, that's a lot less than most women say, anyway. But anyway, ooh, I can see everyone out there. Jesus wept. Paul Sardin, oh, Bell knows I'm only joking. <laughs> anyway, um, Paul Sanders, uh, the colonel, I know the fullness, forwards were off pace on Saturday, a, ble- a lovely team goal, but I think as good as Noble has been, Lanzini simply isn't performing. This can only be this can only be one. He's not as good as we think he is, or two. He's not working in the midfield triangle with Deck and Nobes. I think that the issues with our forward line, our defence, stem from here. So, what do yous think the solution is? He thought Kres and Fredericks looking better and better. I think you're right there. And if we can sort out the middle of the park, giving our shit man you, he still thinks sixth and seventh is a realistic target. <laughs> Great pod as ever, up the irons. I'll be happy with top half. Better yeah. than tenth is what yeah. we want. That's better than tenth, yeah. And a cup run. Oh, oh, no, wait. Oh, there's still a cup. Oh, it's got a cup. You've got a fake cup. Well, go on then, Nigel, you answer that one. Well, for me, I'd take tenth, but if we score more goals and get more points, but still finish tenth, I would sort of... Be happy with that because that is a possibility, you know. But what about what he, he was saying about the, the the players, how they're performing now? Would you... Yeah, I mean, Lanzini, you know, where have we heard this before? Gets an, has he signed a new contract? Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. Funny that, isn't it? <laughs> Not been the same, has he? You know. I think that's a bit unfair. He has just come back from an injury. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, perhaps it's unfair, but, you know, something weren't right. But it could be the way Palace set up. I think they stopped us playing us their ga- our own game or, or Pellegrini's game. To be but, but if that is true, then, and that a worry for teams coming. Yeah, to, Pellegrini you know, out. One trip. Well, they actually said that. They actually said that on the television. They said, like, if we're, as West Ham 
up in the up in the league where they are and their home record now, teams are going to come here and they're going to sit back, and the rest of them are going to have to break them down. Yeah, mm. and that's what they did for the first half for sure. They we are, we must have had a lot more possession, Sean, Mister Stackman, in the first half. Yeah, I've, I haven't got those stats in front of me, but uh, yeah, I would imagine we did. Yeah, we did seem to. We, we still, you're reliant when that when you got a game like that, you're reliant on Alan Anderson or you're reliant on a Lanzini, someone breaking the line and doing something special, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So if they're not up to they're not, they're not in form or not doing well, then the whole team just looks, anyway, looks functional. Are we, on, are we on the same post? Have we moved on to the next one yet? <laughs> yeah, we've moved on to the next post. Paul Turner, he's short and sweet. Well, it was neither, to be fair. But anyway, friend of the show and of me and the show. No, yeah. I hate the fact that the phrase, the West Ham way, has been hijacked by another podcast. So let's use this phrase, same old West Ham. Though, Paul, can we make sure you put a space between the T and H? I shouldn't have to educate you like this. Some geezer did this on Twitter the other day, and I ended up having a little ding-dong with him, tried to educate him. West Ham is a village in Sussex. We are West Ham. Oh, get on with it. Evan Turner. He's put, just the West Ham, we're not allowed to say that, just the same old West Ham, I suppose. <laughs> we had plenty of opportunities to take the game, but did not capitalise. He's done it with a Z. I don't know where Evan's from. Come on, people. Losing by a PK and VAR overturned goal was a bit appeal and... Dropping down to wipe spot on the table is pretty demoralising. I think Evan must be in America. All these Zs all over the place. However, he's still zealing positive about this season overall. And we have a good zone of matches coming up after the international break to pick up some more points. Which upcoming match do use with an S? Fellas think provides us with the biggest challenge. So he's give us the next games. Uh, oh, starting in late November, he's bypassed October, obviously. Spurs, Chelsea, Wolves, Arsenal, all back to back. Is that four games, is it? Uh, Spurs, Chelsea, at Wolves, know. Arsenal, all in one go. Ouch. <laughs> Could be in the bottom three by yeah. then. Very great. <laughs> Same old West Ham. I mean, the old joke could be like Norway, but but I mean, in the Eurovisions, but I think it's more like the UK in Eurovisions in recent years. We could be on the old Nilpois. Uh To use a German saying. Uh, P.S. You're turning, turning into one of the trotters yeah. on a daily basis. P.S. I heard Sean mention an upcoming OSAB meeting in which the Baroness will be present. Could Sean be convinced to mention to her that he hosts a podcast with a running motto of Brady out? <laughs> great show. As always, lads, keep up the great work. Well, as you, as you heard, Evan, Brady has already complained. She wrote in so, especially. And, uh, she wrote in especially. I'll see if I can, when I'm at the meeting tomorrow, I'll see if I can get her to do a little soundbite for... Uh, what, say, dance little puppet? No, no, I'll just say it to say, you're listening to more than just a podcast. I'll see if I can get her to record that. Yeah, that, I can see yeah, that being a fan out. winner, wouldn't it? Yeah. Eh? yeah. And then it's Brady yeah. out. <laughs> Brady out, yeah. 
But get her to save Brady out, see if she's got a yeah, sense I of humour. She has got a sense of humour. Does she? Yeah. You love her so much. Oh, right. You need, you need to get to know her better, Nigel. Yeah. With that Barney, I bet we've all got a sense of humour. She has to look at it in the bleeding mirror every week. That's a sense of humour. So you, you just get so personal. Oh, no. Come on. Come on. Sorry, sorry, Sean. Come on. Make sure, just make sure she has her pipes. Oh, that's all. Uh, Wesley Williams, WW, couldn't break down the defensive block that Palace set up. Finally got some looks in late into the first half, but we struggled to find to get anything going when they had 10 million behind the ball. Far is good in concepts. You're sacked, but has been poor in execution. When you have to do advanced geometrics to show someone was offside, then I don't see how it's clear and obvious. Learn, you made a mistake there, where it's clear and obvious. We've done that, blah, blah, blah. Save VAR for the glaringly obvious, but they check every goal. There's no such thing as glaringly obvious when it comes to offsides and goals. Declan's mistake was costly, but he's human. And as we all know, he's young. He'll learn and move on. And everyone will be all the better going forward. Don't bet on it. Right, before I read this man out, I'm going to tell you a little funny story about after the game. I bunked into Ziggy Stardust. So we're standing there and he had a nice T-shirt on. And I didn't know who he was wearing a flat cap. And I said to the geezer, I said, mate, that's a nice T-shirt. Where'd you get that from? And he said, West Ham Fan TV. So we got chatting anyway. We were talking about the game, talking about beer. And he says, I'm a real, I prefer real ow, actually. But you can't get it here. One for you, John. Yeah? You you stopped going because you couldn't get real ow, wasn't it? It was one of the real... Oh, yeah. Well, real ow is available. Yeah. Well, well... It, well I, I didn't stop going because no, it, it was one of the reasons. But anyway, it was like it, 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 it's one of the silly street little things that is annoying. But we got Sean on the case, didn't we? And he obviously it works because there's still no real uh, uh, Excuse me, there is so, John's yeah, mate, like Keith, pies, yeah. John's mate Keith, who we see every week. Yes, Keith. And, yeah, and was I'll tell you a story. Yeah, as a as a pint of real ale, hand pulled. In the West End, six pound a pint, five pound a pint before the game, or five pound twenty. Listen, what he can do a pint by hand? Fucking hell, no. Hand pulled pint. He is a big bloke, though. By the way, John, just a just a message from Keith. You told him we were in block one one four, row twenty. So he moved his season ticket there, only to find out we're in block one one three. Just saying. Oh right. <coughs> I thought I thought we had this discussion a while back. <laughs> Just saying, he's moved to 114. Anyway, Ziggy Stardust, then to our turn around and winter, Ziggy. That's funny. I said, because my mates used to complain about real well. Couldn't get it. I said, one of them actually did try to get cans brought in and whatever. I said, do you read Claret and you? I said, that sh-? he went, I oh, went, Sean Whetstone. And he went, he looked at me and this, he, went, he went, you're not Nigel, are you? I looked at him and went, well, yeah. He went, I'm your ninth listener. <laughs> anyway, thanks for that, Ziggy. Davy Jones, evening all. VAR doesn't do it for me, especially when you're at the game and having a clue what's going on. History tells us it's typical West Ham to have a great run, then lose to what should be beatable team. So despite being disappointed with Saturday, I wasn't surprised. But on a nighter note, says Davy Jones, it was good to chat with Nigel after the game. I've been amazingly, and he's also amazingly been successful in the Everton ballot. Will Mr. X be attending? Mr. X be attending what? Everton. 
No. No, because uh, what did it sell out to? Oh, was it? I don't know, actually. 11? Well, I don't have 11. I have seven. Oh, right. Well, even after the five that you've won in the ballot? Even after the what? (laughs) Five you've won in the ballot. (laughs) Yeah, even after the five (laughs) made-up ones I've won in the ballot, yeah. Yeah, well, you don't need to worry. You've got an away season ticket, Sean, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Uh, Darren Kitchen, and if people are clued up, they'll realise that Dave Jones was Ziggy Stardust. Uh, Darren Kitchen, I think the ridiculous search efforts when entering the stadium were highlighted by the Palace smoke bombs. Yeah, they were. Uh, No pyro, no party. I'm increasingly bewildered at the random nature of what they don't do when they arrive at a checkpoint. He thought we played okay, bit slow, taking chances if we had won. Quick thing, if you want to sneak anything in, here's the trick, people. Walk up to it, but what you do is put what you want to smuggle in in your coat. Take your coat off, hold your coat in the hand. As you walk up to the bloke, hold your coat in your hand, but hold your arms out like you surrender or you've been knelt to a cross. They wave it up and down and pass you through. And that, my friends, is how you defeat the searches at the stadium, and you can all smuggle stuff in and thank me later. Yeah, not terrorists, uh, though. Um, well, oh, just a podcast fuck. don't condone such actions. Yeah, exactly. Those Especially not terrorists, right? Yeah. So if you're a terrorist listening to this, please keep your rucksack on so, like, they can find your bombs, all right? Yeah. And by <sighs> the way, you are right. It's sold out to 11 points to Everton. Yeah. I still haven't got 11 points, so no, I won't be. Have we got many more so to go? No, just a we couple need to more. speed this up. Uh, I'm getting bored. Hello, listeners. No, we ain't. We've got... Right. Uh, all right, I'll speed it up. Simon, the Pope, the Pontiff, says, fuck far, oh. and that's all he's got to say tonight. <laughs> Nick Stanley. Oh, bit strong. Yes. Need to change the offside rule back to daylight. Not saying Roberto was the issue, but I think Fab would have saved us. Not sure about no. that. Not sure why Pellegrini no. bought Will Shearer on. He did a preferred Snodgrass to come Great. on. Yeah. Uh, and he says, how'd they get the flares in? Uh, Ali Jones. Evening, chaps. Disappointed they didn't win, but he's not having a meltdown like most. Should have converted our chances. We struggled to get with teams. He said, seen a few bits regarding VAR, but he never got the replay I wanted to see. The Palace player received the initial ball, looked to be miles off. Tom Underwood, back again. That's twice, Tom. I'll let it go once, but don't do it again. Also, what's up with Masuaku? Can't even get on the bench. Uh, what is up with Masuaku? Nothing. It's just he hasn't been chosen. It's a selection decision. Ooh, idea. Uh, Super Tim Sharman. Luke's dad. Luke's dad. Thank you. Uh, evening, gents. Question for Sean. Ticket, oh, ticket meeting. No, we'll do that later. Next one. Yeah. Uh, oh, and he says VAR. Well, explain, explain that. We're, we're going to oh, do, as it's the international break, we're going to do a ticket meeting both... Myself and Nigel attended an OSB ticket meeting last week. And Two club stooges. We are going to do a separate podcast about the ticket meeting, not to bore you two guys. Yes. Any further? Uh, <laughs> Any more, yeah. But Tim says, VAR is shite. People in the stadium should see what's going on. They can't hide behind a purple banner. Matty Kemp. 
uh, one of the Kemp brothers from Spandau Ballet, maybe, uh, or the one that did actually didn't get in the band. Although our league position was nosebleed territory, these are games we need to win. Palace rode their lock and we'll kick ourselves. We've got to accept Vara's part and parcel of the game now. No, we ain't, Matt. The more we complain, the more we'll tell them. Gary Prince, Sean's mate. The 11 that finished the match on Saturday looked well short of being a top six side. Do you really believe we can maintain a top half position with the injuries and having to rely on Roberta Fornells, Wilshire and the Jetty? We don't rely on a Jetty because no. he don't come on. No. No, don't go, Prince. Uh, Auntie Penn, the talky ultra. She's not got a lot to say. Makes a change. We're, oh dear, that's me telling off. Uh, we're not top of the London team. With Palace where they are, Chelsea improvement, do you think we'll get a top five spot again before Christmas? No. <clears throat> no. Uh, Roger Ribeiro, the Brazilian down under, uh, what was Van Arnold's crossed arm gesture? Yeah, he's a hammer. Is he? Yeah, secret hammer. Well, Auntie Penn says it was supposed to be eagle wings. All right. Yeah. Bloody strange eagle wings, Roger's then. Roger's now chatting up my aunt. You know, anyway. But uh, Maid Marion. Oh, boys. Va, yes. Move on. Ed Hughes. Did the carpet get damaged? No, probably not, actually. But I, I thought it would be a good story to say it got burnt, but I'm not sure it did. I don't know if the uh, smoke bombs burnt that. Didn't make up the story then, Sean, Well, I, I, I just emphasised the story. It could have got burnt. I don't know. I haven't asked. No. I don't, I don't, Nigel. There's one more. Well, I'm going to read it out. I don't want people to attack me, yeah? This is Michael Malin. Last week, I tuned in. Some geezer banging on about meat pies. I saw United, Nigel at the United game with his surname. I thought it was a Pakistani. <laughs> VAR, what a joke, anybody that likes that is just from the Xbox generation. Bollocks to it. An Emma for over 60 years. Uh, thanks, Mike. Uh, actually, I'm from the German line. Yeah, and we met so, some Germans who gave us three beers, didn't they? What was his name? Where was he from? Oh, yes. They were from Freiburg. Oh. Because they were Freiburg fans. But yeah. they were West Ham fans. Free beer. Very strange. Walked up to us, goes, uh, my friends couldn't go in because they had beers. Do you want our beers? So just as we took them out of his hand, his friends appeared. But the geezer went, no, you drink them. We'll go and buy some more. <laughs> so I drank them. Just before um, predictions, can I just say one thing? I don't know if you've heard about this. Good luck, Danny. I, I don't know if you heard, but... Danny is uh, a West Ham fan who had a heart attack on the Hammers Chats boats just before the game on Saturday. Um, the people down there gave him, you know, CPR, etc., for 20 minutes before the ambulance arrived. He's still in a critical condition. Uh, he's had a few more heart attacks uh, still, and it's a bit touch and go. And, and in to what, what Hammers Chat are doing is they're now trying to buy through fundraising a defibrillator to have on the boats and train people to use it. But sometimes, just to put it into context, some things are more important than football. So I hope you pull through, Danny. Is, is there a link that we can... Um... No, not yet, but I spoke to Gonzo before this episode and he's going to provide where we can donate and everything. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really good idea to get a defibrillator on the boat. So What's it cost for a defib? About, I think about one and a half grand, something like that. Right, okay. Right. So, 
Uh, on that note, um, I guess predictions. Right. That's it. So predictions. Predictions what? I think England will probably beat the rubbish that are put up in front of them. Everton away. 1-0 loss. Draw. 0-0. 2 all, 1-0 oh, win. Oh, lovely. Oh, super 6. That's it. That's it. Uh, but tune in. Our next episode will be about uh, ticketing. If that's your thing, there's a, a whole episode on ticketing yet to come later this week. Fantastic. Take it away, George. Thanks for listening. This morning's podcast. Bye. Come on, you iron. Have a good international break. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.